0: But Dad, isn't it time for illegal ham in the face? But bro, where's the banjo?
1: Some Cleveland sports shows try to give you hot takes, but only one can give you a big old piece of hot ham. Welcome to Illegal Ham to the Face, talking all Cleveland sports. And don't forget our Fat Boy Tuesday, where we also ham it up with some fun food topics. Without further ado, let's serve up some ham. Here are the ham boys. Fatty. Fatty. And Big Bry. And Big Bry.
0: what's going on everybody welcome into legal ham to the face uh i am fatty bry will be here in just a second he's getting his uh phone set up i uh, just want to apologize to everybody last week with me and Bri being under the weather it was definitely uh not a good week as you can still hear we're both when bry gets on here he's kind of congested too so if we start barking and coughing and everything else just bear with us um it was definitely a uh not a fun time here we had Myself and my kids were all sick, and uh, Brian called me Thursday night about an hour before the show started, and he sounded like hell, and I was not feeling the greatest. So, the great thing is, though, is we didn't have to talk about Seattle and what a horrible loss that was. Uh, even though Brian and I both picked it to lose, and Brian's here. What's going on, big fella? Hey, man. Um, Big Brian, fail for being a weak scum fan. Oh boy, here we go. Uh, oh we can get uh, into that i would love uh, to i don't know Lord, how many Lord. people want to hear my opinions on it but you know um so tonight guys we will dive into a little bit about the seahawks game we won't get into it much seems how we're kind of a week ahead um we'll get into the game against arizona we'll look ahead to the ravens we also got to talk a little bit of Cavs tonight with uh them getting a little hot right now also got to talk a little guards with uh Dare I say a new manager, new sheriffs in town here in Cleveland, Bri Mm -hmm. Uh, about that a little bit fat boy Tuesday. We're going to recap Halloween. And then there at the end, Bri, we're going to do our top three uh, costumes that we've seen this year. Um, And I got two of them here at my house, which I thought was hilarious because I'm definitely raising a bunch of nerds, but I'm okay with that, Bri. I love them. Oh, I can't wait to hear what they dressed up as this year. I don't think I saw any pictures. It was magical. It was definitely magical. But our show is always brought to you by Harold Keel and Lake Erie APA. Can't thank Harold enough for everything he's done for us in the show, especially the fantasy football stuff. And then also City Dogs Cleveland, which we will be getting into trivia tonight. We do have a new dog to add to the list uh, and should be coming up here a little bit later. Bri's got trivia tonight um, as we start back up on our trivia train. And then, like I said, we're going to be talking Browns. Uh, a little heavy on Browns with everything going on with Seattle, with Arizona. Looking ahead to the Ravens, like I said. And what better way to get the show started? Uh, Brian, how are you feeling? I'm I'm
1: good. I'm feeling better. Still got a couple lingering symptoms, but uh, finally tested negative for the COVID today. So uh, so good to go. Good to return back to work. So. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, keep progressing, get rid of this cough, and uh, move forward to the weekend.
0: Talk about a baseball bat hitting you Man, oh, man. I I was the same way Thursday, bro. It just, like, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Like, I couldn't stop coughing. My throat was just raw. I got home, and you and I talked that night, and you're like, um, if we do it, I can only do it for a little bit. I'm like, but I don't know <laughs> if I can do it. I was like, but the great thing is, is we got great people here that watch us and we can't thank you guys enough for, you know, waiting a week for us to get back in the saddle, like I said, and just having some fun. So here we are. We're not completely 100%, but you're going to get about a good, what, 70% out of Fatty and about, what, about 85 out of Bri? Yeah,
1: I'd say 85 90 feeling had feeling
0: um,
1: it, good. It had it been, had it been a win against Seattle, I'd have found a way to pull through, tell you that much.
0: Yeah, well, it should have been a win against Seattle. We'll we'll talk about that. I, I'm not blaming anybody, but man, that one hurt, Brian. You and I were talking through that too, just texting back and forth through that game, and it was like, come on. Um, <clears throat> yes, Justin, you are pretty great. Um, I do have to give you credit. You are pretty great. Give us all the Brian fails and the Fatty fails and everything else and <laughs> little little nuggets here and I get to throw a bry when you know his team cheats too much and you know it's fine I mean if that's the only way you can get to the college football playoffs I get it I get it that's fine
1: the the issue I have is isn't sign stealing in general cheating
0: so guess, yeah. they're
1: going to they're going to ding us for cheating and cheating I mean everyone's as far as I know everyone steals uh signs and if the NCAA had a real problem with it do you ever hear about sign stealing in, in NFL? Uh, I don't. Yeah. I don't. You Are know you why I don't me? hear about them? Because they have uh, radios in their helmets. Because the offensive coordinators don't need signs to say, hey, play, do this play.
0: They just say, hey, run play number 48 to the guy. And it, says, oh, then, oh, okay. Didn't Belichick get in trouble for that, though? Yeah. They, they,
1: well, I mean, Spygate was a big thing, and I really... Can't tell you honestly what uh what it was about, but um but yeah, spygate was a big thing, and this I don't know. I mean, I understand why Ohio State fans think it's a big deal, and maybe you know if you hate Michigan, you probably think it's a big deal. But I just you, you can't really convince me that Oklahoma fans and Ole Miss fans and UCLA fans really care about it. I, it's it's weird to me that the media is making it such a big. I mean, it's a it's the lead story on every single sports center for the last two weeks. And I, I don't know. So, so they steal signs. Are they the only people that steal signs? No, I don't think so. They just got caught. They just got caught doing something they shouldn't. So, yeah, whatever. I, I really don't care. I mean, and, it's, and still it starts affecting their, um, their eligibility for bowls this year, which I don't think it will. I don't really care. Take the scholarships away, whatever.
0: And look at James even chiming in. James, that that's a low blow, but I like it. He goes, "Look at that! Even the Michigan player was involved with the Pats too. Look at that. That's that's crazy. <laughs> that just it transfers over from Michigan to the Patriots with the Flate Gate and Spy Gate, and just jeez.
1: Well, uh, and and you know people want to um, liken it to what the Astros did, and I've never played professional football, college football, professional baseball, whatever. I've never – not even close. haven't even sniffed it. Somebody who has played both professional football and professional baseball, Deion Sanders, came out and said he doesn't have a dog in the fight. He doesn't care. He came out and said it's nothing like stealing signs in baseball because you could know the play and you still have to stop it. So, I mean, it's – it just depends on your perspective. I understand why Ohio State fans want to make a big deal out of it. You know, you've lost two bad. years in a row to Michigan, so you want you need an excuse or you need a reason why this happened, so you point to that. And, you know, if I was I'm a Michigan not. fan and Ohio State was being accused of this stuff, I would probably jump on the bandwagon, too, and say this is a giant deal and it's a huge thing and that's the only reason you beat us. And,
0: you already know, did I jump know. on that bandwagon when we sold the gold pants. Right. right. You we were it, all over absolutely. that. You're like, get Tristle out of there. You got no control. Right. Right. See? And
1: because, and I was like, get Tristle out of there. He's been kicking our butt for a decade. Thank God he, he was out. And, you know, they fired him. And, uh, yeah, I guess it <laughs> happened. And harbaugh has gone after this year, anyways. So. Oh, yeah.
0: He's going to Vegas. Right. Yeah.
1: I mean, he's been flirting with the NFL for years. This is kind of his last hurrah. So. Whatever, let it okay. let him deal with it. I don't, I don't lose sleep over it.
0: Welcome to Legal Ham to the face, by the way. Uh, as we <laughs> I right here, told I, you, I, I college, didn't want to get into it. College but, uh, football talk right here out of the gate, bro. I
1: figured it was a, uh, it was inevitable. It was going to come up with uh, oh, yeah with you and me, and yeah, I mean,
0: we'll, we'll, dive we'll, we'll see. More. I mean, we got a couple weeks until the game, and we'll get into it more then.
1: Yep. We'll see if it matters. Michigan has a test this week against Penn State, and then their their schedule finally starts getting hard. So, yeah, they're not going to be able to steal signs anymore. So if they fall on their face and go 0-3, then you'll know maybe it might have had something to do with it.
0: Well, we'll find out here soon enough, buddy. Um, let's dive into, Bri. Um, I'm not even going to do shout outs because we got enough stuff going on. And plus, both you and I were sick. Let me sure. shout out
1: the Medina Bees for beating Wadsworth Grizzlies real quick. So nice. They got a rematch against Cleveland Heights this week, and I think the winner gets the uh, unfortunate task of taking on St. Saint, Saint Ed's, go to yeah. state or something like that. So, um, yeah. so yeah, uh, anytime you can knock down Wadsworth, beat him the second time this year, it was, uh, it was a happy time for me.
0: Yeah. I mean, the only thing I can really shout out is NyQuil. Drinking a bottle of it a night and just passing out. does <laughs> light? Like, do the same job. Well, sort of. You got to put liquor in there with it, though. You got to break the fever, Bry. Oh boy! You can't, you can't just you can't break the fever with just beer, buddy. You got to throw in some wild turkey in there. Either wild turkey <laughs> or a little 151. Now just knock you right out right there. I make you been... just start screaming.
1: I I don't think I've had 151 since I turned 21 years old. Now, when you're a broke college kid and you can only afford one bottle of liquor, you want to get the most bang for your buck, but uh, that stuff is pure gasoline.
0: All right, so now, okay, now that we're on the topic, we're going to do a little early Fat Boy Tuesday. Brian, like, when you're sick, all right, we're going to get into this, because when you're sick, like, what's your go-to thing, like, when you're sick? Like, do you got, like, a tea food? or or food oh. or anything of that nature? Like, when you're sick, are you kind of one of those people that said, just keep that food away from me. I don't feel good. Nothing tastes right. What are you at?
1: Uh, no, you know, honestly, thank goodness. Knock on wood. I don't get sick very often, but um, in this time, I was I was home alone. My wife went and stayed with my mom and quarantined with her, and I'm just there, left to, to go through the fridge and the freezer and see what we have, and honestly, since it was COVID, I, I lost my – taste my smell even more than than usual so uh so i'd be like okay that sounds good let me try that no i can't really taste it (laughs) and so yeah Um, i I can't tell you one thing it's just the normal pizza pizza is the answer for every food
0: yeah justin said hot toddy i i I mean if i really do have to give a shout out to anything and bry i don't think you've ever had it if you get a chance to go to Starbucks and get a thing called medicine ball, it's not on their regular menu. It's a specialty drink they make. And what it is, is it's two different kinds of teas, a little bit of honey and steamed lemonade all in a mixture. So it's almost like an Arnold Palmer, but a hot Arnold Palmer. And it dude, it's it. I love it. My wife got me hooked on it. So anytime I'm feeling sick, I go straight to Starbucks and get me a medicine ball first thing in the morning. And then that kind of opens everything up and clears you out a little bit. But, yeah, wow. if you get a chance to try it out, I am mean, and that's everybody watching. Please try it out, because I was kind of skeptical when my wife's like, she goes, I'll get you a medicine ball. I'm like, what are you talking about? She goes, just try it. And so she's the tried, one
1: that introduced you to it.
0: Yeah, she's the one that introduced it to me. I've never heard of that. Yeah. I'll do it. She's like, she goes, it's not on the menu. You got to ask for it by name. And if they have the <laughs> stuff, they'll make it. So I was like, all right, cool. let's do it. Well, I have to remember that. A uh, hot polymer sounds pretty good. Yes, yeah. it does. Agreed. It wasn't bad. All right. Let's get back on track, Brian. Let's get into our, uh, let's do our trivia. All right. Mm-hmm. Is brought to you by City Dogs Cleveland. And, Brian, we have a new puppy tonight. Um, let me bring her up. It is a her, and her name is Miss Ohio. Can't go wrong with Miss Ohio. <laughs> All right, let me find pictures of this beautiful puppy. Here's one of them right there. She is a playful pup. Wow. Um, let's see here. I got to read down. She is a fabulous, friendly lady who is a delight to have out on town, and she knows how to be a model and pose for pictures. As you see in every picture that they took of her, she is always posing. Uh, she's a great mix of queenly manners and delightful silliness. She's a lot of fun with toys. She will roll and stretch out along the splute and enjoy them. She is total ham for belly rubs and snuggle time. Miss Ohio is well-rounded and walks on a leash, and keeps her kennel tidy. She is a great gal. She's estimated to be five years old and weighs 52 pounds. So there is Miss Ohio. Please go to City Dogs Cleveland, and if you are interested, please adopt her. Look at it. Just rolling around downtown, just like nothing's <laughs> happening. Just let it all hang out. Went to the film festival to check out nice. probably a Halloween movie, and then Here is some of the volunteers for um, Friends of City Dogs with her in the back. What a beautiful girl she is. So please go to City Dogs Cleveland and get an adoption there. Um, I do have some news from City Dogs. Bride. They finished third in their brace challenge. I believe they raised $12,000 in their brace challenge. And then they got another thing coming up here. And I got to bring it up because I got it on... It's a uh, if you want to buy some um, a holiday merch pop-up shop is going to be in Lakewood, uh, 1422 Hopkins Avenue in Lakewood um, this Friday and Saturday. Uh, Friday from 4 to 8 p.m and Saturday from 10 to 3 p.m. And they are going to have a whole bunch of uh, merch shops. And if you want to donate and stuff like that, please go out there. And there will also be some special vendors there, too. So please uh, go out and hang out with them and buy some, uh, hey, buy some City Dog merch, Bry. Yeah. One of my new favorite shirts. Absolutely. All right. Well, Bry, what's trivia for today, bud? Oh, I got a good one. Um, So
1: it's a fun one, but you won't find out why it's a fun one till later. Um, So the question is uh, NFL trivia. It's for um, receivers. It's for guys over 40 years old. So I'm looking for the player who has the most receiving yards after turning 40 years old.
0: After turning 40?
1: Yep all-time in the nfl dude that's great i'll explain later why it's such a fun one so that like the the initial trivia i think is i'm pretty sure is gettable but then there's like a secondary trivia that's kind of a lot of fun
0: all right all right i can dig it i mean that's i mean most of the uh wide receivers really don't last until 40, Bri. So I mean, no. be...
1: <laughs> they do not. As a, once you find out later, there's not many. Okay.
0: All right. Well, now that Chris is here, we get a bump to bump the music, bro. You ready for some Cleveland headlines? Mm-hmm. Let's first dive into your Cleveland headlines. Your Cleveland Guardians have hired their new manager for next year. I believe he is 39, 38-year-old. Steven Avatt, Uh is joining, going to be the new skipper. He spent one year in Seattle, and most people know him for his walk-off homer for his last at-bat with his kids, introducing him as he was coming up to the plate. And Brian, I don't know if you saw that clip or not, but it's amazing. Mm-mm. His kids, they did his walk-up music, and his kids said, next up to the plate, our dad, Stephen Vaught, and he hit a home run, a walk-off homer. So how can you not go out on top with that one? But it looks like they uh, definitely went um, young on this one and young to grow with the young team they have. And Brian, now that we're talking a little bit of baseball, and we'll get your thoughts on Vaught, um, we definitely had the Texas Rangers win the World Series. Uh, that is also news. And, Bri, now I'm on board with you. After watching the Texas Rangers win the World Series, burn the ship to the ground. Just burn it to the ground. I mean, you have the pitching and everything else. I, I just, But let's get your thoughts on Steven Vaught and about the Rangers because, first, man, I didn't want to agree with you about burning it to the ground but uh, that's the best way to do it. It just sucks.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying it's a sure thing or anything like that. I'm just saying, you know, clearly I'm not the only person that's noticed it. There's been many, many people to bring it up that, you know, that's kind of the trend in in baseball is to just completely commit to the the tank, commit to the suck, and uh, load up on prospects especially for these mid-market teams and, uh, you know, go, go all in. And it, it seemed to work out for the Braves and uh, the Astros. Even They've had a dynasty, but they're a larger market than uh, Cleveland is. But, um, but now also for the Rangers. So, you know, it doesn't guarantee you anything, but what it <laughs> doesn't guarantee you is if you commit to it, you're going to be miserable. You're going to be a miserable fan for three, four, maybe five years before you compete for anything. So. You know I, this this move. Uh, the only thing I know about him is uh, it's vote. I, I believe his his name. I learned today his name is pronounced vote, even though you're right, it's spelled like Bot. But we'll see. Um, maybe Sounds I'm wrong like on French that too. a
0: Canadian name.
1: <laughs> I thought it was like Voit, like John Voit or something. Myself, but there's uh,
0: got to be another Valinair for that one. Apparently, <laughs> and I guess he was a. Uh, a catcher
1: for the, um, athletics. And he was a all-star a couple years. I've never heard of a guy as a player or a coach. So, but yes, going with him leads me to believe that you're not necessarily all in to win right now. Um, and that's why you don't pay a council. What, uh, what he got in the richest deal ever. So, um, go with the young guy, let him take some bumps uh these first few years and uh and start to build relationships with these young players and uh you know hopefully in four or five years we can compete for something so that's that's what it looks like to me uh unfortunately um you know it, it might be a rough couple years for the indians or the guardians um but uh but they've given us a lot of entertainment over the last several years but I'd rather have a five, six, seven year plan and just stay in purgatory and finish with 80 wins for the next five, six years um, and not really compete for anything. So we'll see. It's not a perfect science, but uh, but that's kind of what this move says to me.
0: Yeah. And, you know, the great thing is, though, is Tito is really he's done management. <laughs> he's not moving on from the organization. He's going to be behind the scenes kind of helping out and doing things so it's kind of nice having tito still stick around here um
1: yeah he, and it, it sounds like we're gonna have almar and uh willis sticking around too so maybe that played into the decision as well to, to hire vote is um you know he's a guy that is willing to keep on these coaches that have been here for a while
0: now brian let's be real about this how the hell do you think they could have brought in counsel after the shit <laughs> he did to us in the world series <laughs> like I'm being serious Like I still got a beef with that guy Yeah I'm guessing it
1: was more about money Um but uh but yeah Certainly the fans that remember it Was that 97 with uh with Florida Ooh, Yes Um I I kind to be honest I forgot about that I forgot that connection As well but um but yeah it, <laughs> After seeing What he got there's no way we could Compete with that
0: we need a, we need our stat guy Justin. Uh, I know you're taking a coffee break right now. Um, who was the guy that was at bat that did the looper in there? That had the weirdest batting. Renteria strength? was it? No, Edgar Renteria. Renteria? No, no, no. It wasn't Renteria. He had like it was like Luis Garcia or something of that nature. I can't think of his freaking name. But Gonzalez
1: a, was a uh, was for the Diamondbacks. Luis he Gonzalez. had the
0: weirdest stance ever. Like his whole right leg was out of the batter's box and he was a lefty. Hmm. We'll find it. Justin, Justin or Chris will find it. Okay. Let us know. Yeah. Um, all right. So we move on to the Cavs, Bri. Uh, we'll see what happens with the Guardians this year. We're too far away from baseball. It's November. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, But Cavs basketball is going on. Uh, We did get some breaking news that Miles Garrett is now part owner of your Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, Minority share. Um, Also, Cavs are getting a little hot right now. Donovan Mitchell is probably, I think he's the leading scorer in the NBA right now. Um, Wow, really? I think so. He's he's averaging serious points right now. Uh, And they just beat the Golden State Warriors last night, Brian, which, you know, anytime you can beat the Warriors here, and send draymond home crying uh it makes me feel so much better
1: yeah it's um i'm still i'm with you i still can't stand those guys i still can't stand curry and how he's still uh america's sweetheart and never does anything wrong and blah 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 we've heard it for years now um but, uh, but, yeah, it, this in-season tournament thing, we'll see how that goes. I don't really understand the scheduling of the games. Like, why are we playing Golden State twice when they're in the Western Conference? And the, you, you'd think if they're going to play these round-robin games, you play guys in your own pool. That's kind of what round-robin is. But, um, but yeah, for some reason, we play Golden State twice.
0: I just don't even understand the whole in-season tournament. Like, uh, why? Like, eh, do they, do they trying- get in a- do they get an advantage for the actual like playoffs later on
1: there's there's some money involved but to these guys it doesn't matter what it is is they're trying to incentivize guys to play and uh and actually care about games in November and December which in theory is a good uh a That's good it. way to do it but in reality they don't care they would rather sit a, and hey. play 50 games a year
0: if that's the case, cut it from 82 down to 50, like you said, <laughs> like you 60, and just let them play.
1: Too much money to be made. Nope. They will never, ever cut it from 82. No way. Not a chance.
0: Um, James asked if he could add you on Facebook. Yeah, you can go ahead and add Brian on Facebook. Sure. Absolutely. Um, I'll look for it. <laughs> as we're both coughing up right now. Um, he also <laughs> yeah. said winner needs to leave Ohio already. Um by the way, uh next Cleveland headline. Winter. Uh, no, gotcha. It it did snow here in Cleveland, by the way. We had to shovel snow in Cleveland. Yeah. Um, I out at work, Bri, we got about four and a half, maybe five inches. Um and we got
1: like three down here on uh Wednesday morning last week too.
0: Yeah, so you know uh even though we're warming back up, Mother Nature is making it cruel on Halloween of hey, we're gonna snow for you and you're gonna enjoy it. <laughs> so um that was a fun wake up that morning, Brian. I people are just they can't drive. They just can't drive in snow. I, I don't know no what way. it is about this place.
1: Only get worse. So we've only had a couple bad days in the last year. And uh yeah, so people people will definitely forget how to how to drive in this stuff. So I just hope it's not too bad. I heard something about a Super El Nino or something this winter i don't
0: really know what whatever means, so. the hell that means nobody yeah, knows what that means i don't know if
1: that means it's gonna be snowy or warm
0: it's it supposed to be mean. like what technically when we get a El nino we're supposed to be dry because everything's moving south but who knows who knows bry
1: i just whenever i hear el nino i think of chris farley doing his saturday night live el Nino. <laughs> yeah. All other tropical
0: storms bow
1: before El Nino. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Didn't he have the miraculous? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yo soy uh-huh.
0: El Nino. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's our Sunday night live. See, we're just everywhere tonight. Oh,
1: there, I mean, I don't know what it is now, but I don't think anything will top the 90s ones.
0: Mm, 90s and early 2000s with like Justin Timberlake and Jimmy Fallon. That was pretty good too. Uh, Will Ferrell for sure. Oh yeah. All right. Brian, let's dive into the Browns, buddy. We're here. Let's talk Browns. Uh, Let's go back to Seattle. Uh, We missed a week, obviously, because we were off. Both you and I predicted that the Browns would lose. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think you were close to spiking it right on the head. Uh, Didn't you pick like 23 to 20?
1: I think I had 27, 20 and I think you had, oh, shoot. I think I had I think you, 14, 17 uh, Yeah, you, we, were, we were both kind of, yeah, in the neighborhood.
0: Um, it's always a tough task to go out to Seattle. That fan base is rabid. You had it in check, Bry. Um, a lot of things that were brought up were about the third down to three call uh, right there before the two-minute warning. Um, but, you know, uh, I can't fault the team. I can't fault the defense for giving up that late touchdown. They played great all the way up until then. I mean, when you and I started watching, we thought it was going to be a boat race right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. And then they everybody kind of settled in and did. But, you know, it, it's just it sucks because we both we want them to win, Bri, but we also know where they're at right now with PJ Walker. You're limited to what you're going to do a quarterback in that game no matter what happened, um, especially even with the running backs, the way they were. Um, but, you know, when you're at that point in time, your defense was doing great. Just, you can't throw an interception there, Bri, and you can't, like, that was the thing that killed him, I think, just the turnovers that game. You turned the ball over too many times that game, and it finally just came back to bite you in the ass. Uh, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I just the reason I picked against them is not because I thought, you know, for sure Seattle's a better team. It's just the inner browns fan in me just said, you know, how lucky can we get? You know, for lack of a better term, lucky. I'm sure the players might take offense to that, but uh but as a fan, like you're like, okay, we've got pretty fortunate and the Niners game, we got pretty fortunate in the Indianapolis game with some late calls. It's like eventually I don't see us winning three in a row. Like eventually, We're not the Steelers here. You know, I, as much as I would like to be, the Steelers just get the luck every single week, and we saw it again this past week with, uh, with the Titans to where you're not playing as good as your opponent, but some find, somehow you find a way to, to win it at the end. So I started to buy in a little bit, but then, you know, push comes to shove. At the end of the game, they uh, they made plays and uh, they marched right down on our defense and uh, made it look pretty easy. So, you know, even though P.J. Walker threw the interception, it, they still had 50, 55 yards to go um, and the defense didn't really put up much of a fight there. So unfortunately, I know we want to throw bouquets at them for, um, for this past week against the Cardinals, but Right now, it seems like I, I still have that St. or that Seattle game in my head, and um, you know maybe a couple of the games. And it's like uh, the San Francisco game. You have to finish these games off. Uh, we've had issues starting slow, and um, you know ending, running out of gas or something like that because the Niners and Seattle march right down on your defense, even though they struggled many drives leading up to that final drive when that when they absolutely had to have it they made plays and they got yards on your defense. So it's a little concerning. Um but uh but yeah we'll, we'll see how they go against this week.
0: Yeah and you know you wish you would have pulled that one off. Um good night James thank you for joining us bud uh appreciate, see you James appreciate um, you and Jesse got his one uh Watson in right now so just you got one in i'll let you allow you're allowing more well, i didn't what, see what he what did he say he said walker uh greater than massage boy oh huh? it's understandable i get uh, people are like <laughs> that right now Bry. I, I i yeah i, 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 I mean I, right
1: if people some people have made up their mind and they're just not gonna root for him. i saw our boy kev posting on uh social media this and that about this terrible quarterback and then following it up with uh, how great Baker Mayfield was with his throw on Sunday. And it's like, I feel bad for those people. You know, I'm a Browns fan. I'm going to root for the Browns. I'm not going to root against their most, probably most important player. Um, But, you know, if you don't like Deshaun Watson, you know, you don't have to root for the Browns. You can go root for somebody else. I mean, I I guess I, I struggle to, Understand how you could root against the quarterback and root for the team,
0: Brian. It's hard. I, it's just all right. We're diving into it, Brian. Okay. We're, 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 okay. And I, I know you don't want to hear the money and everything else. I think what everybody was expecting to get out of Deshaun Watson was five years ago. Deshaun Watson, he's not that player right now. And I don't know if he'll ever be that player again.
1: Right, right. now, see, maybe that's where you and I. Decide. I don't think just because he's struggling now, that's how he's going to be for the rest of his tenure as a Brown.
0: Okay, no, I'm not saying that, but we haven't seen it though, Bry. We haven't really seen it.
1: But if you look at his last two games, here we go. Here's his stats for the last two. Now, if you want to include here, here.
0: the let's do the Indianapolis game,
1: right Arizona and um. Yeah, Arizona 219, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. So, his last two games that he started and completed, you know, taking the Indianapolis game out of it because he's clearly wasn't right.
0: Yeah, no, I, okay. So 500,
1: 508 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions.
0: Okay, now let's go back to this Arizona game. Okay, it's yeah. his first game back. He's a little rusty. I get that. Sure. Take his name off of it 19 mm-hmm. for 30, 219, mm-hmm. and a touchdown. Two touchdowns. What does that sound like to you? Two touchdowns. What does that sound like to you? Sounds like a Baker Mayfield game. Yeah, but but not necessarily a bad Baker Mayfield game. I mean, you, because but you have there, to. I understand what you're saying, but, Brian, we're not. The, everybody's expecting him to have, like, the 350 and four touchdowns right. and everything else. Right. And right. I'm just saying, check your expectations right now because he's not there. He, I'm not saying he can't get there, Brian. I'm not saying that he'll never get there. I'm just saying right now, I don't know if he can get there for one because we haven't seen him get there I'm not saying he's not efficient and he's not doing good but you're you went you traded away all these assets and you paid the guy that much money to throw a baker Mayfield game out. he just managed the game i,
1: I but you but but you also won twenty seven to nothing so you didn't you know he's not going to put like, up he's going to put up 450 yards passing when your I, defense right. is not and giving I, up any points at all
0: i understand that but you put it, that defense with baker mayfield would it be the same the same thing with about baker mayfield at that point in time if really, baker
1: mayfield if baker mayfield had this stat line 219 two touchdowns zero interceptions and had this defense he probably he would he would still be here there's no doubt exactly. about it in my head
0: so, I mean, right. I'm just I'm just saying I'm not I'm not trying to say that Deshaun Watson can't get back to form or all this stuff. I'm just saying right now, that's not where he's at. Now, as long as he wins games, fans are gonna be okay. And that's the big thing that you got to realize is as long as he wins games. But the shorter thing with the five different diagnoses that it was, and right. coming not, back down to earth, not
1: not his fault at all.
0: No, it's not his fault at all. But then trying to rush back when he wasn't right. Okay, and then that could be out, that could
1: be his fault, sure.
0: Okay, and then coming back in the Colts game, all right, and then getting right back out, and now he's starting to get right. And I'm just saying, yeah, let him get right. But you had an Arizona team that was, I mean, Brian. Let's be honest that that team is, it's not good. It's not even close to being good. It's almost on the watch. No, no, no. they didn't even cross the field. They gained a total, total 58 yards total for the whole game. I mean, you could, you and I could have quarterbacked that team and won. Oh yeah. Now I wouldn't, I wouldn't hit Cooper deep. I don't know if I got that kind of arm strength, but I am damn sure that I can hit somebody in the helmet five yards in front of me and score a touchdown. Well, yes.
1: Well, and for sure, there's no doubt the game plan was a conservative game plan because (laughs) Kevin Stefanski is not a moron. He knows that the only way you lose that game is if you have three, four, five turnovers. That's the only way your defense absolutely smothered them. They didn't have a chance at all. Um, So, so that being said, I mean, you hand it off and you have short passes and that's what they did trying to get him in a groove. And he did, he got better as the game went on. Um, But you're still not asking him to do a whole lot. Uh, But I also point to in, you know, we can go back to the trade deadline and us shipping out DPJ for a six round pick and seven years or six years or however many years it was for absolutely nothing. I brought it up a month ago, month and a half ago, about comparing our weapons to the Chicago Bears' weapons. I think there's no doubt. You don't have any weapons on offense other than Amari Cooper and maybe Njoku. I'll give Njoku credit, but other than screen game and uh, you know catching touchdowns when he's wide open, he hasn't proven to be a steady um, weapon on offense. So I seriously... Seriously question moving on from DPJ because I'm not saying he's great. You know, don't get me twisted there. But, uh, but yeah, you, you have Amari Cooper and you have nothing else on offense right now. So if you want to put that on Deshaun, you can. Um, you have Elijah Moore, who the Jets gave up on, um, and he still has potential. I believe that. But you have Cedric Tillman, who is playing in his first game. You have, I don't know, 34-year-old. Marquise Goodwin um, who's you know probably just a gadget guy at this point yeah. uh, you have Bell uh, who might make a catch a game or something like that, but everyone's saying before he came to the league that uh that he's too slow to play in the NFL so yeah I don't know I and then look at our running backs and again, they knew at the end of the game we were just trying to run out the clock so um. You know, they're stacking the line, and this is probably where a lot of these stats come from. But here's Jerome's Ford stat line: 20 carries, 44 yards, 2.2 yards per carry. Green Hunt, 14 carries, 38 yards, 2.7 <laughs> yards per carry. Strong, three yard or three carries, nine yards, three yards per carry. So you're averaging two and a half yards a carry, which is abysmal. Oh, I know. Um, so you have zero running game. So I mean People, I know Deshaun's gonna be the lightning rod for uh, everything that goes on with your offense. But you, I mean, you have zero running game. You have you hope that one guy can break one run, um, and Ford has done that one per game or something. But other than that, his other rushes are pretty awful. And then you hope that uh, you hope that Kareem Hunt can pick up some short yardage touchdowns or third down situations but that's about all he's good for at this point. So you don't have much of a running game and your only weapon in the passing game is Mari Cooper. So, I mean, we can start there. I know everyone wants to put it on Deshaun, but we can start there with, uh, with our issues on offense. Plus you, you're both your offensive tackles are done for probably the year. they still hope that Jed Wills can come back, but um... Jed
0: Wills is coming back. Um, they said it was an MCL sprain. It's a bad MCL sprain. They put him on injury reserve. So, right now, him and Cameron Mitchell are on injury reserve right now. So, mm-hmm. you're to need Newsom to come back. Um, losing Jeb Wills definitely. And, you know, we gave Jeb Will, we all give Jeb Wills. And it, it's – some of it's deserved, but, Brian, also some of it is – we've had Joe Thomas for, like, 13 years. I, I, I mean, it's – It's hard to judge because he has been doing okay and better. Like, he's not great, but he's good. You know what I'm saying? Like, we've had great there for so long. Uh, My biggest thing is with the offense, Bri, and I I think this, I think Arizona played them kind of perfect because they did load the box. And they were going to test Deshaun's arm and if it was healthy or not. Um, They said pretty much right out of the gate, we're going to take away the run and you're going to have to beat us with a pass, and we're going sure. to make sure that you can throw the ball, which is a great game plan for a guy that hasn't thrown the ball in how long. So, I mean, I get that. It just it just irks me because you're just – the expectations. I mean, we're still – Brian, we're 5-3, and three, and we're like pulling hairs right now to pick apart this team. And I understand with DPJ gone, they weren't going to pay him at the end of the year, Brian. Let's be honest. He wasn't going to be on this team. Right, this year. right. So they did whatever they could to get a pick out of him, which I get it, even though it's, you know, a 20, 38 pick, six round pick or whatever the hell it is. It's just, you're just expecting Deshaun to elevate everybody. And we're not, he's elevated one person. Amari Cooper looks freaking great with Deshaun Watson, Mm -hmm. but everybody else doesn't. And it's like, how can everybody else not look great? And there's a couple times that he dumped some passes down to Ford, which will help out. I'm glad he did a lot of those, but the game plan, like you said, was kind of conservative for him. Didn't want to break him in too much. They did do a couple deep throws, but they wanted to keep everything between 10 and 15 yards. Bubble screens to the tight end, all that stuff. And God, Bri, I got. I gotta say it now. Um, now that we started tight end screens, I gotta get off tight end screens, Bri. Um, They scored a touchdown <laughs> on a tight end screen. They scored two touchdowns on a tight end screen. Actually, was it two touchdowns or just one? It was one and then a big game. On uh, tight end screen. The Najoki
1: touchdown wasn't a screen, but he he just went right to the middle of the field and nobody was around
0: him. Jesus Christ. Jesus. You know hard that was for me to swallow really that as down, well. Rye? <laughs> like, I'm sitting here watching it, and you're like, holy shit, a tight end screen. I'm like, no, flip the table, don't throw. Oh, shit, he scored. All right, all right. That was a good call. Good call. Talk about a flip-flopper. There it is.
1: There there was a sighting. There was a Jordan Aiken sighting, too, this week. Um mm-hmm. The first time that I can think of, Uh he got... He got some targets. He got three targets. He only converted for one catch. Um, but, uh yeah, you go back and watch that game. I'm not sitting here and saying Deshaun played A or A-plus or, you know, probably even B-plus. He's somewhere B-C area because um, he had some bad throws. But you go back and watch that game. We had how many – throws that uh that hit our guys' hands and you know they weren't great throws but they were low or something maybe a little off target but they hit their hands so they're not really doing him any favors at this point but um but yeah you expect your guys to make those throws it's just it's frustrating to me because I don't see anybody else other than Najoku. Um, you know, he's making some plays. I don't want to take much away from him, but you know. Probably half of the plays that he makes are those tight end screens that you love so much. But um, but yeah, it would just be nice to find a way to get Elijah more involved. And I'm not smart enough to know who you want to put the blame on for that. If you want to put it on Deshaun, if you want to put it on Kevin Stefanski, um, you know, I don't know that. But one thing I will, I'll give Kevin Stefanski this. Um, I saw this stat. Uh, after the game, he Kevin Stefanski, believe it or not, is eighteen and seven after a loss. Eighteen and seven. Now, you know, to put it in perspective, that's third best winning percentage all time after a loss, behind like John Madden and and one other guy. So, yeah, give give Kevin Stefanski credit. You know, as fans, we're always kind of looking to rip somebody, and um, you know it was an easy game. I'm not going to sit here and say that uh, that this was a super difficult game. It was almost a boring game to watch. Um, but uh but give them credit. Give these guys credit for for executing the plan and you won freaking 27 to nothing. If you're not happy with a 27 to nothing win, it was a 13-point spread, so you doubled the spread. Even though it was a giant spread, you doubled it and you know, we're looking like morons for not taking the under cuz should have known that, uh, that the Browns defense would have held Clayton tuned to pretty much nothing. Um, but yeah, if you can't be happy, uh, a 27 to nothing victory, yeah, maybe, maybe go find a different sport or something. You're just kind of, you know, to me, you're just a miserable person. I, I know everyone wants everything to be perfect. Everyone wants to have, see this CJ Stroud, uh, uh, effort of uh, 470 yards and five touchdowns. And, uh, you know, if you don't see that, then you – I saw after the first touchdown to Amari Cooper where it hit off the dude's head and then Amari kind of grabbed it for a touchdown, they cut to that fan. I don't know if you, you saw this, but they cut to a fan and he's just sitting there and he's just looking – he's looking like somebody just shot his dog and he's just he's shaking his head. He's got, and he's wearing Browns gear. You're a Browns fan. Your team just scored a touchdown and you're upset. Give me a break. Go root for somebody else, please. I mean, I'm just some Browns fans are really, really making me kind of sick at just how they're reacting to a team that's five and three. And, you know, knowing what we've gone through the last 10 years and you're not happy with a five and three team, give me a freaking break.
0: Well, uh, if you listen to 923 in the morning, Brian.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I have in the last couple of days because just because I've been you know sitting at home, but um, so they, were yeah.
0: talk, they were talking about that guy and what it was. I, I rewound it and I showed my wife. I'm like, look at this, A-hole.
1: <laughs> you know, he's wearing Browns gear now. He was with somebody who was wearing uh uh Cardinals gear, so maybe he wasn't a true Browns fan, but I'm like, dude, you got front row seats, it's a beautiful day, and your team just scored a touchdown, and you're not happy. Get a life,
0: well, hey. He he cheered. Okay, so they came out. He did cheer the touchdown, but when they panned over to him, his explanation was he's had those seats since 99. He, he just die hard right up front and everything else. He said his explanation was was watching that throw and it hit the helmet. If you watch behind, the safety was breaking. If it didn't hit that guy in the helmet, That would have been a pick and probably a pick six the other way because the safety was breaking on that pass because the safety read it. But since they hit that guy in the helmet and popped up, he said, he goes, normally we don't win those. He goes, I was just in shock that it finally went our way and just went, what? So
1: not good good enough. Not good enough for me. You see your team score a touchdown. Your first thought shouldn't be what might have happened. You know, oh, hey, we scored a touchdown, but... A quarterback could have got sacked and he could have got stripped and they could have returned it for a touchdown. You, know, you I mean, it, it, like, a, like it's just your mentality as a Browns fan and where your expectations are at. If you want to enjoy the ride, you're going to be happy for every single touchdown. But if, uh, if your expectations are, we have to see 2020 Deshaun Watson. And if we don't, I'm going to be a miserable person. Then I'm sorry. You're probably going to be a miserable person.
0: Chris said he goes I immediately thought fantasy football and he was going against Amari Cooper. That's
1: yeah. A lot of
0: that that would have been an or, acceptable
1: but, one, but still you, you don't I've gone again I've got killed by Nick Chubb plenty of times. I lost this week because I was going against the Browns defense. They scored thirty three points. Wasn't bummed about it at all.
0: Yeah. I just <laughs> can't make everybody happy, Brian.
1: I realize know. It was just it was I'm sure the nation was laughing at us because uh, look at look at these curmudgeon Browns fans. And, you know, anybody who's listening out there, that's he doesn't represent everybody.
0: Now, I did last week tease that there's Browns questions on the rise. And I finally mm-hmm. broke down and told Brian those Browns questions. And I want everybody to tune in next week, next week tuesday at 7 p.m tune in next week and i'll ask those bri those questions and we'll see what he has to say and chime in in the comments and see what you guys got to say about it because it's it's asked to deal with the entire browns organization uh one as a whole and then as parts and pieces so tune in bri thought it was very uh it was a good question which i thought nobody's really asked it so we'll see what happens um Brian, let's get into our players of the week, Brian. And and you know something, we're taking defense off the board because uh, okay. the whole the whole defense just deserves the game ball. I uh, as a whole, I mean, you had uh, seven sacks, Brian. What was it? Seven sacks. Delpit was leader with eight tackles. Uh, Dalvin Thomason had two and a half sacks. Um, Just the defense just played unreal. And granted, yes, you were going against a rookie quarterback and a very beat-up offensive line and a shitty team. Um, But to keep them, I mean, Brian, the the one that I start laughing at, the team stats over here, you have 58 total yards, 17 yards passing, Brian. 17 yards passing, 41 rushing. Your leading (laughs) rusher was your quarterback. With Toon mm-hmm.
1: was your leading mm-hmm. rusher.
0: They averaged 1.2 yards a game. They were one for 12 on third downs. They have 48 total plays. Out of those 48, seven were sacks, nine punts, and then they had a fumble loss and two interceptions thrown to Taki Taki and Denzel Ward. So, mm-hmm. and then you beat them on time possession. Brian, that's not like a little bit dominant. That's like a varsity team playing a 7th grade junior high team. They just put the woodshed to him, and Jim Schwartz just went after him. And from what I was told and what I heard through the grapevine, is he was pissed after that Seattle game and ripped into everybody after that Seattle game. So this is kind of a little rebuttal of being back home and everything else. So, Brian, let's – I mean are you okay with just giving the whole defense the player of the week or do you got sure. one or do you want nah,
1: I mean you mentioned you mentioned Tomlinson he he was the guy that stood out to me but I'll also bring out Shelby Harris um mm-hmm. because we haven't heard his name that much this year and that's kind of a good thing because Maurice Hurst has stepped up his game and he's kind of been that number two defensive tackle and to throw some flowers his way, uh, his interception in the Seattle game was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, extremely athletic play, especially for a 300 pound man. Um, but Shelby Harris was the guy who, who I was going to single out on defense just cause you know, um, I thought he had a hell of a game. He had the sack, the forced fumble, um, You know, but like you said, you you give it to probably nine or ten guys. One guy maybe not being Miles Garrett because he didn't have a spectacular uh, stat line, really. I think he had one sack and one tackle. Um, But but obviously he's a stud, so he's uh, affecting every single play. Um, But as far as offense goes, I don't – I mean – the only two people you could even think about giving it to, really, is Deshaun and, and Amari Cooper. And so I would give it to Amari just based on what he did. he did. Five catches on five targets and 139 yards, which is pretty spectacular. So, um, so yeah, I guess I'll give it to Amari.
0: No, I'll give it to Amari. And then I'm going to throw in a special, special little player of the week, Corey Bajorquez. Seven punts averaged almost 60 yards a punt and nailed two inside the 20. Uh, just flipping the script like that and pinning them back a couple of times changed that whole game, Bri. It really did. And, you know, I never thought that. I mean, we've had some great punters here with, you know, the one Hodges, the trivia that I got, yeah, Zastity. You know, we, we've had some great punters here, but, man, to have almost 60-yard average, that's crazy, dude. Like He's putting the boot to it.
1: That uh, was it a 73-yarder uh, mm-hmm. that he had that pinned him
0: down to the one.
1: Yeah. That was maybe the most perfect punt I think I've ever seen as a sports fan because not only was it 73 yards, it came to a stop at the one-yard line. Like, it's not like we downed it at the one. It stopped right at the one yard right before the goal line. Like, I don't. I was, dude, you know, I was yelling at the player. I'm like, don't often. you
0: put your foot over top that goal line. You stay on this side of the ball. Uh oh. Did we lose Bry? I think we might have lost Bry for a little bit. Oh. Uh, oh, nope. I hear him coming back. Now he might have to reload. Um, But no, it was a great game overall with everybody. Um, You know, we needed this win right before the Baltimore game, which we'll dive into the Baltimore game. I mean, I'll go first. Um, Baltimore's going to be a tough matchup. Um, The one thing that uh, Baltimore has got, they're playing straight-up elite football right now. Their defense is playing great, and they're... Offense is just on a different level. Um, Brian, did we lose your camera? No, nope. there he is. Got it. We're back. All right. Um, talk about Baltimore now, Bri. Um, going up a g- g- probably the top NFL team right now. They're playing great. Um, they're coming off of a big win. They're going to be at home. Uh, the one thing that this defense has had problems with is mobile quarterbacks, Bri. Um, every game that we played that we have been kind of suspect is a mobile quarterback whether it be Gardner Minshew moving out on us a couple times you know it just we got to figure this out Bri we got to beat Baltimore um and then we got the Steelers afterwards uh the three things I'm looking forward to the Baltimore game Bri is if your defensive line can keep us up your defense has got to travel this game don't know what your offense is going to do and what you're going to muster but your defense has to play elite again and not like a little bit elite, historic elite at this game. Um, Next, Hopkins. Keep making kicks, brother. Your kicks, you got to go toe-for-toe toe against one of the greats and probably NFL, well, not probably, an NFL Hall of Famer and probably one of the greatest kickers ever in the NFL. You got to go toe-to-toe with that guy. Just keep going. And then finally, Coach Stefanski, um, if he is 100% healthy, it is time to rev up that Ferrari. Um, let that arm cannon loose and let him go. Um, if Deshaun is 100% healthy, you got to let him play. And let him play fast. Um, try to catch this defense off the kilt because their defense, along with Clowney, can't stop the run. They can't stop the pass. Um, so you're going to have to be creative and you're going to do some things to get them off their spot. So. Those are my three takeaways for this game. Brian, what about you? Yeah, again, it's going to be a tall task. It's,
1: it's your uh, <laughs> second huge test uh, in the last month. And the first huge test was against San Francisco, and it was a game that nobody thought we could win, and we found a way to pull it out with a backup third-string quarterback. Uh, So you kind of have to have that same mentality going into this game. Uh, You can't really rest on your laurels. Uh, The defense can't be reading the press clippings. Um, You know, 58 yards allowed for a shutout in how many years uh, they have to get focused and they have to think about the game against Baltimore that they basically got embarrassed where Baltimore put up. 28 points without really trying a whole lot in the second half. So, first takeaway um, is with the defense and the defense getting their revenge. And it's a tall task. Baltimore is the hottest team in the NFL. They are home, uh, but sometimes you know after a dominant performance like they had last this past week, they might be getting a little fat and happy and knowing what they did against the Browns in the in the first game. Um, they might not see it as much of a test, but John Harbaugh is a professional coach, and he will get these guys ready. So got to stop the run. You you know, with Lamar Jackson being the most mobile quarterback in the league and these running backs that they just seem to find off the scrap heap, they had some dude go for 130 as like an undrafted rookie or something like that, and nobody's ever heard of him before. Uh so that run game, that's the first thing that you have to take care of. You can't let them just gash you with these long runs because that loosens everything up. That loosens up Lamar scrambling. Um, you know, his third down scrambles, he's like Mahomes. You know, if he gets a third and eight, third and nine, and he picks up twelve or thirteen, that's just a dagger to your defense's heart. So we got to limit those um, on defense. Then on offense, we have to be efficient. We have to be efficient, and we cannot turn the ball over. This past game against the Cardinals was the first game all year where we did not turn the ball over at all, and and we dominated it. So can't be giving them too many extra possessions. Um, And so we just have to um, have Deshaun not play dumb. You know, not take big hits and just get the completions when they give it to you. And then my third takeaway is just uh, this running game. We, we have to do better as a running rushing attack. Um, you know, sounds like we're going to have James Hudson for a couple weeks here. And Dewan Jones is a little banged up, too. Um, so this Baltimore defense, they're no joke. They're top 10, maybe top five unit. So it's not going to be easy. Um so we have to find a way to, to run the ball and loosen up their defense a little bit to give Deshaun some, uh, some space to chuck it downfield or at least make plays with his feet. Um, so yeah, you can't be averaging two point five yards carry again because it probably won't end well for you to you do that.
0: No, no, it won't end well at all. Um, Brian, what are you predicting for this game? Because I'm kind of I'm I'm torn. I. I I want the fan in me to just be a fan and just, you know, ball out. But I'm also kind of stuck where you're going against a really good team, Brian, at their place. Yeah. You know,
1: I'm trying to be optimistic, but Browns have to show me. And I know we didn't have Deshaun in the first game. So that's kind of why, why we got our doors blown off, but. The defense is going to have to prove to me that they can stop a Lamar Jackson, and I think they can. They've done it in the past, so it's not impossible. But um, but yeah, till I see it, I'll kind of uh, lean towards the Ravens being at home. Um, I'll pr- I'll give a score. I'll give thirty to twenty, Baltimore.
0: Man, Bry. Mm. You know something. I need a signature win this this season, Bry. They need a signature win this season. Pull the upset. I'm going to go Browns 27, Baltimore 24. Uh, nice. With a Hopkins walk-off.
1: Wow. Wouldn't that be something?
0: How about a... Let's put it this way. If I get close to this, Bry, if I get close to this, a Hopkins 52-yarder walk-off. 52, all right. And we'll see what happens. I got to make it. You I certainly gotta can do ground. it. Got to gain some ground on you, Bri. Um, I hope
1: you do. I really do.
0: I just, I think this defense, if they can shut down Mark Andrews, Bry, and stuff the run like they're built right now, I think they can do it, Bry. I really do. Now, I think it'll be a close game. I don't think it'll be a blowout. I think it'll be, think it'll be back and forth. I don't see Baltimore running away from us. But, damn, uh, it's away, Justin. We're playing at Baltimore. We'll see what and, happens. And,
1: and don't don't forget, Lamar Jackson stayed remarkably pretty healthy this year. And yeah. um, I know a couple That's years true. ago, we knocked him out of the game. You know, he had those <laughs> intestinal issues or whatever he wants to call them uh, on the Monday night football game. So we're a physical defense. We're, we got to hit him. I mean, we got to hit him and we got to make him feel it. And, you know, if you can do that, if he, he has to exit the game for a drive or two or three, that could swing the whole game. So, um, so yeah, hit him, hit him, hit him, keep hitting him, and, uh, and he'll feel it come the fourth quarter. You just got to – again – Start strong and finish strong. Uh, that's what the defense needs to do because if they cross half across midfield. They're going to have a chance at a kick. So so you don't want to let them do that. And, you know, that means they only have to get 25 yards after the kickoff to have a chance at it. So the defense is going to have to bring their A game.
0: And I got to thank L.A. for the thumbs up. <clears throat> So, and thank you for the like on our show, LA. I appreciate it. Um, and Justin has either 28 to 30 or 30-32 Cleveland. Wow, he's picking Cleveland, this one, which is Interesting. We're getting through to him. Look, I'm the negative yeah. one in the group. Wow. Wow. <laughs> well, Bri, uh, we're getting here towards the end of the show, and you know what it's time for? Time yep. for your legal hand-to-the-face fantasy football update <laughs> as we're all coughing and hacking up. Sorry. This week, we are starting to thin out the herb, Bry, Here we go. Starting down at the bottom, you have Joe Bear always next year beating Team Big Rod 147 to 145.02. What a matchup that was. You had the Portage County Prostitutes beating up on Team Big Meat, 122-86. to 86. You have the Honky Cat beating up on Big Bri, 119-115. And Bri, I saw the score. She had a person not even score any points and still beat you.
1: Justin okay. Herbert. Justin Herbert, screw me. I, I know. Seven I points. points. Uh, your he's, your he's quarterback... quarterback. Your quarterback should not be your least scoring uh, person on your team, but he was. And so when that happens, it's not a good thing
0: usually. All right. Then you have Harold Keel against the Dog Pound Boys, beating them up 120 to 69. Not good for Craig Foster and the Dog Pound Boys. Woo. Then you got the Span Clan being up Hot Dog is a Taco. Say it loud 131 to 91. And then Elijah Moorhead. Beat up on Phil McCracken 110 to 93. Wow. So Phil here McCracken. is your here is your leaderboard right now at eight and one. You got the hunky cat. Harold yep. Keel is in at seven and two. Six and three is the Phil McCracken. And then we have a bunch at five and four. Big Bry always next year. Span Clam, Elijah Moorhead. Uh we have one at four and five, which is the Porty County Prostitutes, two at three and six. Dog Pound Boys and Team Big Meat. Justin, Hot Dog is a Taco coming in at two and seven, and Team Big Rod at one and eight. <laughs> All right. So those are your scores right there. And nobody has clinched anything yet, Brian. It has been crazy. Um, Brian couldn't get through a wet paper bag. Oh, wow. Here we go. Just, uh, what does that mean? I, what does that mean? Uh, just wow. <laughs> all right, bro. You ready to get in some Halloween, buddy? Yeah, let's do it. And you know, it's really bad. He did so beat me. He's 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 two and seven, and one of his wins were me. God. Oh man, damn it. Yeah. Uh all right, let's get into Fat Boy Tuesday. And now it's time for Fat Boy Tuesday. Fat Boy Tuesday. We didn't really comment on Halloween or anything like that. So we're going to talk a little Halloween food, Brian. I, I, I do have to admit, I, I got to ask you, because Halloween for me was kind of scarce this year. It was it wasn't a lot of kids out. Huh. All right, you guys notice that where you're at?
1: No, it's kind of been dwindling a little bit uh, every single year. It seems like the first year we moved into the house, um, we ran out of candy. And I think I went and got more. And then I think we ran out of that, too. Um, so the, uh, maybe the kids are just getting older in the neighborhood we're in. Um, maybe it's a weather dependent thing, but, uh, but yeah, it seems like, uh, the last couple years we've bought maybe three, four bags of candy and, and we had about a bag left at the end of the night. So yeah, a little scarce. I mean, it's a bonus for you though, right? <laughs> Not when you've been sitting at home with COVID for four days, <laughs> you just... Now, every time I go past that bowl, I'm like, oh, well, okay. They're just tiny little pieces. I'll grab three of them. Just, Not yeah. good.
0: Just Why don't you just bring in the bowl? I could see you now in the recliner yeah. with a bowl on your stomach and just one at a time. Just, oh, look at that, honey. I had to
1: clean up all my wrappers on my coffee table before my wife came home.
0: <laughs> Let's see it was Justin. starting
1: to get excessive.
0: Justin said he gave out four bags of candy, but he gives out massive handfuls, even filled up two buckets on the third Sheesh. house. Wow. I got to come. like I I miss the days of like, the full-size candy bars. I mean, you found oh, the yeah. neighborhood that gave you full-size candy bars. You were at that neighborhood all the time. Um, I, I the, can
1: still remember the one house in my neighborhood growing up that would give them out. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So the boys made out like bandits this year, Bri. And not like a little bit, but like bandits man oh man did they just (laughs) and i mean it was all sorts of different candy and suckers and everything like hope and i even got suckers this year one of the kids was handing out uh candy and they're like oh here have a sucker i'm like all right thank you and you know kind of went along but we just did you know we kind of go up our up and down our street because we got a really long street but Mm -hmm. in every house the boys came back with two huge bowls of candy But um, our neighbor said that they didn't really have that many kids stop by. So I was kind of curious because it just seems like every year it gets a little different uh, with, you know, trick or treaters. Because, I mean, as kids, you know, back in my day when we used to do it, you know, you get a pillowcase and you just walk up and down the street and, you know, like, but I mean, that was the thing to do when you're around their age. Because my boys are 10. You'd love to go trick or treating. Yeah, it's,
1: it's it's a wonderful thing. I even saw some, you know, trying to think how late I was going trick-or-treating. I'm pretty sure I was doing it into middle school, but, you know, there's kids out there. They don't even have costumes on, and they just come up and trick-or-treat. Thank you for the candy. It's like, hey, you don't want to be a jerk and call them out, but, hey, a little effort, please. Wow. I, 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 I mean, <laughs> at what, what point do you cr- draw the line? You know, you a 21-year-old that rolls up with, uh, with a T-shirt and some jeans on and says,
0: hey, give me some of your candy. I mean, do you just let them take a handful? What do you do? I'm not going to lie. I dressed up as a pumpkin. I was hoping somebody would give me candy.
1: Anybody handing out booze?
0: Not. I haven't seen that guy. I miss that guy. Oh,
1: man. That's the way that we did it one year and pretty sure my wife handed it out to like a 16 year old girl
0: (laughs) yeah i was like all
1: right yep man we're not doing that again
0: we don't need uh we don't need the
1: cops coming around we don't need to be checking ids or nothing
0: no god i miss that guy he hasn't been out i I don't know if he's not feeling well or not wanting to do trick-or-treat or or what but man that guy was amazing and for those people that don't know there's there's a gentleman, uh, I'm not saying where exactly he lives at, but he is the nicest gentleman I have ever met. Gives the kids decent, decent candy. And then has a bottle of Jose behind his back and pours the adults shots as they walk along with the kids. So everybody mm-hmm. gets a treat while they're going through. So kind of mm-hmm. miss that guy, Bry. But we did our, um, uh, Hope and I just enjoyed the night out with the kids. Just, I mean, they're big enough now that you kind of just let them run and just have fun and everything else. And, you know, you were asking um, what they were for Halloween. They mm-hmm. were chess pieces, Bri. My kids are nerds. And they Chest were chess pieces. pieces. So Alexander, what they- Alexander was-, was a rook and Charlie was a king. Oh, man. Charlie got to be a king and Alexander had to settle for a rook? Well, no, that's what he wanted to be. It's not he fair. It was either a rook or a knight that he wanted to be, but he wanted to be a rook. So the entire time, like they even went to school in these outfits, Brian, I'm laughing my ass off because I, have you played chess before? Oh, absolutely. So you know what, a, how to castle, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so they were doing that in school. Alexander said, goes, yo, bro, it's time to castle. And then next thing you know, they start moving. Charlie gets on the other side. We're castled. I'm like, oh, my God.
1: Kind of, kind of funny, kind of
0: cool. I was like, and I'm just sitting here, I'm like, God, I got nerds. I'm all right with it. I love them, but I got <laughs> Embrace nerds. Embrace
1: it. Embrace got, it. So got, were these were these homemade outfits, or did no. they order them online?
0: So we got them online. We got them from Amazon, and it was, they had um, the chess uh, t-shirt, like a chessboard t-shirt, and then it was like a hat that they would pull over their head, and it would stand up. So they were just like, they dressed in all black and just went out and they were chess pieces.
1: Do They have? do they have every single piece? Like, can you be a pawn? Can you be oh, yeah. a you can be whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Interesting. So you can do they have white and black ones. We can't get into that on this show, Bri. Wow. Really? Well, huh. it's not, it's not that they, yeah. I mean, come, all right, we're going to be honest on this show. Can't really be a white King because people look at that little hood on top of your head and think something else. Like, let's be honest, oh, right?
1: Oh, that's terrible.
0: But I mean, that's what it was. I, I mean- don't, I, I, don't know. I don't know what these
1: hoods look like. You're saying? Hold on. Let me- <laughs> are they
0: are they pointy? Is what you're telling me? Hold on. We'll bring here. You keep, you keep talking. You talk about your candy and stuff, and like.
1: Oh, jeez. I'm the one candy that I kind of forgot of that um that my mother-in-law brought over and was at the bottom of the bowl. We had just a couple of them was the Take Five Bars. I don't know if you've had those in a while, but vastly underrated. Um, Reese's has bought them out, I guess. So they make the Take Five Bars with the peanuts. Uh, The peanut butter, caramel, pretzels, and I can't remember what makes them five milk chocolates for... I don't know what the fifth one is, but, uh, but yeah, fastly climbing up my, uh, my candy bar rankings. They've been good views I've had. All
0: right. I'm going to load up the pictures here, Bri. Um, the great thing is, is I could do this as you can see, the fatty cam is now into, um, our area. Let me load up, uh, the boys pictures. So, oh, well might as well go with that one. So this is my boys on Halloween. Now, Bri, I'm going to... There we go. Um, mm -hmm. So that's the chess pieces.
1: (sighs) Okay. So I got the king and the rook. There's the
0: king, and then there's the rook. Gotcha. That's them castled, obviously. So that's what they wore. So that's... You can understand why you can't have a white... King hat because either A, you're going to be the Pope. Right. That's what
1: I that's what, see. I was you were you were taking it to a dark place. I was trying to be positive about it. But
0: well I'm not yeah. taking it. I'm just
1: yeah, it's not it's not your fault. I'm sure a lot of people would people are looking to get offended nowadays. So there'd well, be plenty know, of people offended by that.
0: I and I get that, and that's why they went with that one. So I mean the boys had a blast. I mean they got a crap ton of candy. I was more pr- I was so proud of them. And people were so, and they were moving. What's really funny is like when they would walk up to the house, Alex was moving like a rook. So he would go forward and then come sideways, and then go forward and then come sideways. And they're like, "What's he doing?" I'm like, "He's a rook." I'm sorry, sorry, he's that is that's how they, that's how they move.
1: I love the commitment. That is a major commitment. That's awesome.
0: So yeah, and you know, people here, uh, Brian, I don't know how they do it in your neighborhood. But people were doing like bonfires out in their driveway. That's what we their, did. They got yep. their trunks open, everything else. People were partying. Like I was like, dang, I should hang out with you guys.
1: Well, Bailey's and the
0: coffee and uh, just sipping it on the cold night. And that's what I was doing. Hanging out.
1: <laughs> you do, eating Bailey. sloppy
0: Joes. Hey, Oh, yeah. You do Bailey's. I do Jameson. Same thing. It's an Irish coffee.
1: Didn't have any Jameson. Um, got some Baileys. We had the mother, my mom and my mother-in-law over. So it was a li- Didn't want to get too crazy with it.
0: Well, Brian, let's get into our top three. And we decided that our, our top three will be the funniest or favorite Halloween costumes that we saw. Mm-hmm. Um, first off, Brian, number three for me is as we were walking a mother of some very young children had storks and it was bright, I'm not joking it was the cutest thing i ever seen because they had like the really bright socks so you were not losing your kids whatsoever but it had like the bright orange socks, they had like a hoodie that was like a stork hoodie and then they had like a bright orange uh, face on it, so no matter what you were not losing those kids whatsoever and those kids were just running around everywhere, so that mm-hmm. was my number three Number two, Bri, was Junior ended up being a uh, first mate for his daughter. His daughter wanted to be a pirate, and Junior was the first mate. And he was in, on an inflatable dinosaur with an eye patch and a bandana on. So just imagine nice. that.
1: <laughs>
0: Tibbs, what's going on, buddy? Um, and then number one, Bri, and it's it's Brian, it's not political. I don't want people to take it as political. Oh boy, but the best there one that go. I saw was a kid dressed up as Joe Biden with two of his buddies at Secret Service, and he's walking around trying to trick-or-treat with people, just walking into like trash cans. He goes, trick-or-treat. They're like, sir, over here, over here, sir. Come on, sir, come on, over here. And they're just keep moving them around. Funniest thing I ever seen. Like, he's just Whoa. running into running into people. Oh, trick or treat, sir. That's the telephone pole. Come on over here, sir. Over here. Great, Bri. It was amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. Anytime, not just the fact that it's a Joe Biden thing, but, um, but anytime you have a costume that you have to commit to, and it takes a little more acting out, you know, rather than just throwing on a shirt and pants and saying trick or treat, you know, if you have a costume that you commit to, I'm always in favor of that so uh, big fan um, my number three I'll go quick my number three I, I didn't see it on my street but it would have been cool if I did uh, Connor stallions I saw Connor stallions on the internet. Um, thought it was pretty good. Uh, number two my <laughs> nephew was Pikachu. so love to see that um, And then my number one my it was a very proud moment. My cousin, who not a huge sports fan, uh, and has lived in towards southern Ohio, lives now currently towards Hawking uh, Hills. Uh, saw a picture that her five six year old son was dressed up as Nick Chubb. So oh, awesome.
0: that made
1: me that made me very proud because. Like I said, I don't think either his mom or his dad are giant Browns fans. Obviously, growing up in Northeast Ohio, they probably were. But so yeah, so that made me proud. Uh, you know, knowing that that generation of Browns fans is coming up, so love to see it.
0: Uh oh, guys. Nice. And it is unmuted now. There we go. I'm back.
1: Gotcha. Um, okay.
0: Let's get to our trivia answer, Brian. You asked me who was the leading receiver over 40?
1: Who has the most receiving yards in the NFL after turning 40?
0: Um. It's yeah.
1: gettable. It's gettable. Don't overthink
0: it. Is he a Heisman Trophy winner? Nope. Jerry Rice. Got it. It was either Jerry you know. Rice. I know him and Tim Brown were like. I think didn't Tim Brown play until he was like fifty five? <laughs> nope. Nope. must have been thirty eight or thirty nine. All right, so it was so Jerry Rice, and you said you had so, a little fun piece on the side. So Jer- the
1: Jerry Rice, after turning forty, and this this is a stat that will go to show you he's without a doubt the best. Uh, Wide receiver of all time, and, you know, I feel like we're kind of getting there with LeBron, how late into his career he's still putting up numbers. So Jerry Rice is number one. He had something like 2,100 yards after turning 40. So pretty good, you know, a couple seasons after turning 40. Uh, There are only two other players Sorry about that. There are only two other players to ever catch a pass after turning 40.
0: Terrell Owens?
1: Nope. Damn. I'll give you 20 bucks if you can get one of them. I mean, unless you've seen this question.
0: I have not seen that question. Is one of them a brown? Nope.
1: Mm. So here's a hint. Both of these players are not wide receivers. Nick Foles. Nope. No, That's Nick Foles. Bullshit. I don't I don't think Nick Foles is 40
0: yet. He's probably still like 34. All right. Tom Brady. Yeah, there's one of them. Oh Jesus Christ. That thanks, Justin, for that one. There's the <laughs> other one. Brett Favre. <laughs> Shut up. Oh my so god. So Tom Brady caught
1: one pass, and Brett Favre caught one pass. So the only person to ever really get any receiving yards after turning 40 is Jerry Rice. The other two are quarterbacks.
0: Jesus, God. I thought that Unreal. was a fun
1: one. Yeah, I had to, I had to double check it, but uh, <laughs> two quarterbacks are the only other two people to ever catch a pass after turning 40. So I was trying to think of who might be close now. I couldn't really think of anybody. Cooper um, Cup? No, I don't, I don't think he's 30 yet. Um, I don't know I, I mean
0: Odell Beckham.
1: Kelsey, Kelsey yeah I guess Odell's probably 30 maybe 31 Kelsey's 33 34 um, but yeah for some reason oh, receivers. Still,
0: Zach Ertz he's got to be 50 right
1: he's probably Ertz when did he come in he's probably 30 I would say about Kelsey Thirty three, thirty four. 34 It's still a ways away You yeah. know It's
0: wild Alright, Brian Great trivia question, buddy I always appreciate it And that's for City Dogs Cleveland With Miss Ohio Please get a hold of City Dogs Help them out If you want to donate Get a hold of them Get a hold of us We'll help you out Alright, Brian We're here at the end of the show We want to thank our troops And first responders For everything you guys do uh, We want to thank Hey, today was the day to vote Thank you for everybody Who voted today uh, using your patriotic right Um <laughs> Brian's hacking up a lung like I've been hacking up the Sorry. entire time. If, if you saw me go out of camera, that's because I was dying on this side, just hacking up everything. So, um, on that note, Brian, God bless him. Yep, God bless you. God bless America. Alright, I am that fat guy. Thank you, everybody for watching. Please click that like and subscribe button and follow. Uh, catch us next week, next Tuesday at 7pm. As I ask Brian the big question, about the Browns that nobody wants to ask. See you guys next week.